Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. I'm so glad every little cell in my body is happy and well. I'm so glad every little cell in my body is happy and well. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of NTI Pod Talk. This is the forum where we talk to uh, people within the NTI community, people outside of the NTI community, people who are interested in food, in health, um, in how to bring those two things together. Uh, we talk to students, we talk to instructors, we talk to grads, and we talk to professionals in the field. So um, today I'm very pleased to welcome Luke Terry. Luke Terry is a uh, licensed acupuncturist, and I know he has a lot of other things that he does and, and other certifications that he'll probably talk about and enlighten us about. But um, Luke is doing a, uh, an event here at NTI, an upcoming event called Introduction to Cannabinoid Therapeutics. We're going to talk more about that uh, as we move into this discussion. I kind of want to do some introductory uh, discussion first. So uh, welcome, Luke. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really happy to be able to talk to you. It's always um, a, a, a fun experience to be able to talk to you. I learn I learn things every time I talk to you. So you're 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 a very interesting person. So uh, so thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Dan. It's wonderful to be here, and uh, always enjoy talking with you as well. And I really enjoy interacting with the Nutrition Therapy Institute faculty and students. You have a wonderful institution, and I'm happy to be a part of it in any way I can. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, so I would like to know kind of your history. What got you interested in uh, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, and acupuncture? Those two things oftentimes go together. What got you interested in that? And then uh, where did you go to school to become or to start your journey on becoming this expert? Yes, great question. Thank you. So I was originally an undergrad here in Boulder at the University of Colorado studying journalism, and I became interested in Taoist philosophy. I was taking Tai Chi at the time, just a, a weekend class in the park, it was not associated with the university, and found the practices fascinating. And the University of Colorado has one of the largest East Asian collections of literature and history books. And I just stumbled across it and found it to be entirely fascinating. So that sparked a really profound interest in health and well-being. And that led over the course of a number of years to studying Chinese medicine. And so I, I changed my undergraduate focus to biology, chemistry, and nutrition. And um, first became a nutritionist. And then later began studying. Uh, I studied at a number of different graduate schools, but I completed my studies at Emperor's College of Traditional Oriental Medicine in Santa Monica, which is one of the top schools of Chinese medicine in the country. And really enjoyed the opportunity to study with a number of experts from China, Taiwan, Japan, Korea, and got a really deep and broad education in all things oriental medicine, including acupuncture, herbology, uh, Qigong, Tai Chi, um, and then from there, I went on to, to study functional medicine, and I've done some teaching on that, as you know, uh -huh. um, and uh, have, I've enjoyed 
about uh, 13 years in private practice as an acupuncturist. Fascinating. So you went to Santa Monica to go to school. It wasn't an online program. You went there in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the in-person experience is, is, you know, exciting and I love the in-person experience, but I can imagine for this paradigm, this philosophy in particular, it would be really helpful to be in person. So uh, that's, that's great. That's right. Yeah. For acupuncture, you really need the hands-on education yeah. and it's also very helpful maybe not necessary for herbal medicine because we can study the herbs. We can, we can have herbal samples and things like that in an online environment. We are seeing many of those kinds of classes pop up, but for acupuncture, definitely we need in-person instruction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, So do you still, I mean, obviously you still practice, you still do acupuncture. I do. Um, Yeah. It's it's, uh, my private practice is a small part of what I do. I provide uh, online education, as you know, with NTI and, and elsewhere and for the last five years, I've also been very active in the hemp and cannabis industries as a consultant. And that's been a fascinating field of endeavor. It's taken me around the world. I've had consulting clients in uh, all over North America, Mexico, uh, Europe, and have been to Asia uh, working as a consultant as well. Nice, nice. Well, we're, we're going to talk more about that. Um, so just in your, uh, you know, as you say, very small portion of, your, of what you do professionally, mm-hmm. in your practice, like, what kinds of uh, health complaints, what kinds of issues do people have when they come to an acupuncturist or a TCM practitioner? What kind of things, um, it, well, well, I guess one thing is, um, it, it, is there a crossover between what peop, the health conditions people are experiencing when they go to a conventional medical practitioner? Are they also, with those same sort of mainstream health complaints coming to a practitioner like yourself and what kind of things are you seeing in your practice? Great question. So with acupuncture and oriental medicine, we can address anything that Western medicine can address and then quite a few more as well. Western medicine doesn't have the the breadth and depth of knowledge in treating psycho-spiritual and emotional disorders. It can be used for, for consciousness. It can be used for many different things. Uh, I got my start actually in fertility. I ran a fertility practice for the first four or five years that I was practicing as an acupuncturist. Uh, My senior internship was in fertility and I worked with a board certified Western endocrinologists and uh, people that were practicing at a very high level in the fertility field. And that was really a wonderful experience. And it gave me a deep breadth of knowledge with hormones. And they're really the, the basis for life in some ways, or at least the basis for our, our vitality and, uh, and then that practice, it was interesting, but I actually found it kind of stressful because, um, when people have trouble getting pregnant, it can be a very emotional experience. It can be very taxing for the patient and the practitioner. So I've just followed my interest at that point And I shifted my specialty into orthopedics and got certified in doing injection therapies. So in Colorado, we're one of about six States where acupuncturists can inject therapeutic substances. And so I completed several injection therapy trainings and have worked uh, at a fairly high level with Western doctors, chiropractors, and orthopedists um, doing sports medicine-oriented injection therapies to help people regenerate soft tissue, um, cartilage, ligaments, tendons, um, fractures, post-surgical, things like that. Nice. And uh, that's still an area of interest of mine. I still do some of that work with uh, an orthopedic group based in Silverthorne, Colorado. 
And, and lately it's really been much more of a general practice uh, with COVID. I have seen a number of pre during and post COVID patients. And I've also seen a few people for vaccination injuries. And that's been a pretty fascinating experience as well. Mm -hmm. Nice. Cool. So how long in total have you been practicing? I've been practicing nutrition for about 18 years and uh, I've been practicing acupuncture for about 13. Nice. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I do integrate nutrition. It's really a foundation of what I do. I really seek to treat people holistically, mind, body, and spirit. And really that has to start with you know, mindset, how people view themselves, their, their self-identity and how that translates into their everyday habits, their, their nutrition habits, their self-care habits, their sleep, their digestion. So I, I look at all of that and assess all of that and then work that into the treatment plan, no matter what I'm treating, whether it's fertility or orthopedics or consciousness or really anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important to acknowledge that um, all of these different modalities have their importance, have their value, but not one of them stands alone as the path to reach whatever health goals you have for optimal wellness. Um, and you really, but, but they also, you really can't, um, think about them as isolated modalities. They are so integrated. And that's where mm -hmm. this whole holistic approach comes from is that food is important. Nutrition is important. Yes. Mm -hmm. But also your mental state, your mind, uh, mm -hmm. you know, your mind state, all of those things matter and are integrated and it's so important to, to recognize that when you're working with your clients and, and be able to, you know, talk about that, ha have them recognize that. So I, I love that you have embodied that holistic approach throughout your practice. Thank you. And I love that word. It, embodiment is the perfect word to describe what we do. It's the most important aspect of, of being a healthy person is really being able to understand the, the sensations and signals we're receiving from our physical body, understand the meaning behind those signals, and then be able to translate into an effective treatment protocol. And that often is, is um, a, a major life shift for people. Mm -hmm. It's when people start to really embody their, their beliefs and their values, we can really make significant changes in people's lives for the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Fully on board with that. All right. Well, I do want to talk a little bit or, or move into a discussion of your presentation that you're going to be doing here at NTI, Introduction to Cannabinoid Therapeutics. Um, I'd like to talk about what is going to be included in that presentation and then kind of, you know, your whole understanding and uh, work in the field, you know, as you said, last five or eight years, I think you said you've been working in the field of cannabis and other um, cannabinoid therapeutics. So I'd love to hear more about that and hear uh, what what the therapeutics are applicable for, and um, and and specifically, kind of a, a general outline of what you're going to be covering in the uh, presentation that you do for us. Absolutely. Great question, Diane. There's, there's a lot to unpack there. So <laughs> it, it might be helpful to start at the beginning as, as we do in these discussions. Yeah. So 
for me, one of the most significant experiences I had as a young person, as an undergraduate was my first experience with cannabis. And I think I was a sophomore in college and um, it opened up a profound mind state. It, it brought uh, joy and levity to a time in my life when I was kind of a confused person. I didn't really have a path in life at that time. And the experience of, of uh, using cannabis at that time, it was an opening of possibility. I think what it showed me at that time was that if this plant could change my mind state and my experience of my body and my experience of re reality, if it could change my, my experience this much, then what could other plants do? So it opened my mind to this question of possibility of the, the strength and power of plant medicine to, to benefit people, to benefit our health. And so, you know, it was a brief experiment. And, and for a long time, I was not really a big advocate of cannabis because I, I'm a very sensitive person. I, I, I tend to um, strongly experience the fact of most plants. I'm a fairly embodied person and have been for most of my life. And so after that initial experience, I had kind of set it aside, uh, went down the road of Chinese medicine, you know, herbal medicine, acupuncture, and all those things, and developed a really deep knowledge there and practiced that for a long time. And in uh, 2009, I started teaching in that field. I started in a small school called the Just for Health School of uh, Healing Arts. It was in Inglewood at the time, and I became an instructor there. Uh, later, I was the uh, lead instructor and then later managed that program for a, for a short period of time. And in the process, I got to know some people that were really passionate about cannabis medicine. And this was right around the time in Colorado here where we legalized recreational marijuana and also medicinal hemp. And so I was fortunate enough to meet people who were some of the early adopters for uh, medicinal hemp, for CBD, really. That's what most people understand is CBD, although there are many other cannabinoids, and we'll discuss those here shortly. And they brought some very high-grade uh, organic hemp, which really, to me, resembled high-grade marijuana that you would find in a dispensary, other than the, the fact that the THC levels were very, very low and the CBD levels and the terpene levels and all these other wonderful plant molecules in this plant were very high. And because I had a strong background in extracting herbs and I've extracted hundreds of herbs at that point through both ancient and modern methods, um, I, I was actually quite successful at being able to create high-grade CBD extracts. And this plant material was just given to me to experiment with. And so I started using it on my patients and God bless them for allowing me to, um, to, to allow, they were my guinea pigs really uh, willingly. And I saw in combination with Chinese medicine, with herbal medicine, some really profound shifts in people. And that really opened my eyes to what was possible with this plant. And so simultaneously, I started treating a bunch of patients with CBD and Chinese medicine simultaneously. And then I started working with companies as a consultant to help them optimize their extraction methods. Because at that time, most of the people that were involved in the hemp industry were cannabis people. And cannabis extraction focuses on creating smokable products primarily, especially at that time, this was early in the industry, in 2015, 2016. And most people had no experience in creating high grade oral medications from plants. And so that expertise just took off it. My, my business as a consultant just took off. And I found myself consulting with some of the, the most innovative early adopters in cannabis and hemp. And so um, from there, 
I just, I started studying as much as I could. I'm fascinated with how everything was rolling out with, with the results that people were getting. I was seeing people being cured of chronic diseases that other uh, natural medicines were not able to treat. And so um, it's just been a deep dive in the endocannabinoid system for me for the last five years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess one question that I have, and I'd like you to expand on if you can, is do you have to actually do THC-containing cannabis products to get the results that you're looking for? Can you get the same benefits from doing CBD that is low TH or, or THC or even zero THC if, if you believe the, the analyses that people yeah. are providing? Um, so, so can you talk about those differences in effects that you get from two pretty different products depending yes. uh, based on their chemical constituents? Absolutely. Great question. And there's a lot of insight to be gained from that question. So first of all, um, the highest grade products, the most effective products I've worked with have the full spectrum of cannabinoids, terpenes, polyphenols, even the, the waxes and the chlorophyll. We call these a, a whole plant or a full spectrum extract. So in other words, we're not taking anything out. And so that finished product will have whatever level of THC is endemic to that plant when it's harvested. Right. And that's based so, on environment, soil conditions, the amount of rain that they got, the amount yeah. of sun exposure, the time, yeah. you know, to harvesting. That's all correct. Of that influences the amount of THC. Yeah. A, a big part of it is genetic, um, but okay. you're right. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. let's say 50% of it is genetic roughly. Yeah. And then all of those other influences impact how much THC expresses in the plant. So THC is responsible for only a small part of the therapeutic effect in, in what we would call the entourage effect. And the entourage effect is this idea that the sum of the parts of all of the, the different medicinal molecules is greater than any one by itself. And there's plenty of scientific evidence to validate that. In fact, we find that when people are using pure isolated pharmaceutical grade CBD, say 99.9%, .9%, a USP grade, that sometimes the therapeutic effect will plateau and even go backwards because those other molecules prevent the creation of a tolerance. And, and that's what happens with almost every molecule that we can talk about from nature, yeah. Yeah. we develop a tolerance. Mm -hmm. And so we develop a tolerance much faster to pure extracts than we do to something that has a full spectrum that has the entourage effect. It also varies by condition. So there are only a small handful of conditions that seem to respond to THC only or to a high level of THC. A one off the top of the head, that I can think of is glaucoma. Uh, glaucoma has been shown to respond very well to, to high THC preparations, but almost everything else that we can speak of in terms of treating conditions benefits from a high CBD full spectrum extract. And then we can get into, there's many other cannabinoids and many other different versions. For example, both THC and CBD exist in what's called an acid form. We can think of it as the raw form. And that raw form of both THC and CBD seems to interact more strongly with the serotonin receptors. So we see a better impact on these kind of raw unheated preparations for things like anxiety and depression. Whereas the um, heated form, it, it uh, drives off this CO2 molecule. So we go from a CBD acid form to the active form. Uh, the same with THC, 
when that happens, it changes the molecule slightly and it interacts less strongly with the serotonin receptor and more strongly with some of the other receptors. Hmm. And we get a, a better benefit that way. So long story short is it kind of depends on what we're treating. Uh, yeah. But in general, we see the best results uh, really verified by the scientific literature in many, many ways with these full spectrum whole plant extracts. Hmm. Nice. Well, that's, that's uh, you know, very interesting, fascinating. Um, I am pleased to hear that there's so much science behind this work. I think early on, um, there wasn't a lot of research because you couldn't do a lot of research. There's mm -hmm. probably some, you know, legislative restrictions that prevented uh, the ability to do research. And now that uh, the research exists, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that because, you know, we are a science-based program. We always try to back up everything we say or everything we talk about with the findings in the literature. And yeah. um, so I appreciate that, that you have all that knowledge and that information. And I'm sure you're going to be sharing uh, much more of that in the event. Obviously, don't want, we don't want to cover everything here because <laughs> yeah, that's right. um, we have the event coming up. So, uh, you know, if, if this is a subject that is of interest to you, if you've ever wanted to learn more about um, these uh, uh, cannabinoid products, um, please uh, uh, register for the event and uh, you can learn more about it. So, um, for those who are watching this uh, as a video, I think they might be interested to find out what's going on behind you. You have a lot of interesting things <laughs> going on behind you. So uh, it, it very much draws the eye. So um, <laughs> do you want to talk about what's what's going on behind you here? Sure. So this is my extraction lab. Uh, this is where I do a lot of bench testing and prototyping for my work as a hemp and cannabis consultant. And so what you're seeing back there in the, in the brown glass bottles, there are about 120 different species of Chinese, Western and Ayurvedic herbs that I've extracted mostly with ethanol mm -hmm. and also numerous different strains of cannabis and hemp that have been extracted either with ethanol or with coconut oil. And we find that coconut oil and it's uh, slightly more refined cousin uh, MCT oil, medium chain triglyceride oil is a, a really potent carrier oil and a solvent that extracts the material without any other harmful chemicals. And so this is the kind of testing that I do for my clients. I teach them how to do it. I teach businesses how to extract, how to do the FDA GMP compliance, how to formulate products. And also on the business side, I work with companies to develop uh, marketing strategies, product launches, and things like that. Fascinating. Well, I appreciate that you uh, didn't mention that you're using chemicals for extraction. I think that's, you know, that's uh, potentially not a standard that some people, some companies really look to achieve. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate that. I, I think our audience appreciates that because <laughs> we're always looking for uh, clean products and things that aren't um, extracted or, or uh, infiltrated in any way with chemicals that we don't Absolutely. want introducing into our bodies. Well, that's a good point, Diane, and that's something we'll talk about extensively in the class we're doing at NTI. Uh, because of my experience in extraction, we're going to go through it at a high level, you know, kind of the 50,000 foot view of the different types of extraction and their right. strengths and weaknesses, and also any residual compounds that can be left. So right. for example, you know, a lot of the larger mainstream CBD companies 
in order to keep up with demand, they've gone to some of these very high efficiency extraction techniques that use things like butane or propane. These are hydrocarbons and they are toxins. And through post-processing, we can remove much of those hydrocarbons from the finished product, but you'll never remove it all. It's impossible to remove it all. And it's, and in, it's expensive to remove it as well. It adds time to the process. And the whole reason why companies go to that kind of a processing is because it's fast and efficient. So we'll talk about what to look for in terms of a really high potency, pure product with no uh, man-made compounds that's extracted with uh, either CO2 or ethanol or the lipid extraction. There's a number of other techniques, but we'll cover the main ones in our class and um, how to vet them, how to ask for test results. You know, one thing that's really happened that's a, a very positive development in the hemp industry over the last five years is the rise of third-party testing. Mm -hmm. And so most of the reputable companies will make available upon request um, some test results. We're actually going to look at test results from different labs in the class and understand what they mean. Great. Great. Wow. Sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, this has been a really interesting conversation. As I mentioned, I always learn something new when I talk to you. So I appreciate that. Um, I think we'll end it by asking you, how do people find out about you? Where, where are you in, in, in the World Wide Web? Um, and so they can learn more about you. Absolutely. So uh, you can find my personal website at uh, lukejterra.com and uh, the other cannabinoid class that I teach that's related to this class material. We're offering a more extensive uh, master cannabinoid practitioner training that will launch uh, this fall. It'll be launching very soon. And that can be found at blisspractitioners.com. Great. And uh, between those two websites, you can find all my social media links and other places to reach me. In fact, I even have a, a Calendly link there. If people want to book uh, a brief consultation session, I do a, a free brief consultation for patients and for businesses that might want to engage my services. Nice, very good. Um, and for those of you who are interested in taking Luke's course that, or class that he's having here, um, you can go to our website, nticschool.com. On the events page, there is a description of the event as well as a link to purchase tickets for that. So, all right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for your time today. It was really interesting and fascinating to talk to you. And uh, I appreciate that you took the time to be with us on the pod talk. And I wish you the best for the rest of your day. And same thing for all of you who are watching and listening. So thanks. Thank you, Diane. It was a pleasure to talk with you and it's an honor to work with NTI. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. Every little cell in my body is happy. Every little cell in my body is well. I'm so glad every little cell.